I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave earth. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello, welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my good friend, Caleb, the Killdozer Collier. Today's show is sponsored by Christian patriots out there that know that 2024 is going to be just like 2020. So stay alert and stay awake. Awake, right? Maybe vigilant. Be vigilant. There you go. Hey, <laughs> he's a good PR man. Caleb, what's going on today? I, I like the new nickname. That might have to stick. Killdozer. You yeah. want to explain why that's a that's a thing? Yeah. Hey, we were at a, uh, a friend's get-together birthday, right? Oh, it was old Buster from... Uh, Emancipation Propaganda. Yep. Yeah. Playing some golf, and we all got together, and we got Caleb. It's not a toy. No. But it's a replica of the Killdozer, which was done. He built it and ran it around on your birthday, correct? Yeah, June fourth is uh, it's it's in the libertarian circles. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a holiday, as it were, uh, yep. where we celebrate a man that was driven to do unreasonable things. Yeah, <laughs> stupid city council ordinances. You hear that, Spokane City Council, Spokane Valley City Council? How about that? You once sat on Spokane City Council, didn't you? Uh, the Valley, the Valley. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. He's not dirty enough to go down to Spokane City no, yet. No, I would, I would not be electable in Spokane. Man, these people, and we know some good people are now on the city council of Spokane Valley, and I hope that they're standing up. The junk car rule, I told, I had to text Caleb on that. When, when can we go talk about this? If people want to, I understand devaluing your property value, but I understand property ownership, right? Mm-hmm. So now they want to tow cars away and fine people for having broke. I have a lot of cars in my. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. it's interesting balance because you know as as libertarians and you and i both identify somewhere on the libertarian spectrum yeah. right um you know we want that private property right but then we also believe that you don't you don't want to damage somebody else so you can swing your fist as it were you know as, as much as you want it that's what brings you joy but as soon as you connect with somebody's nose then we got a problem yep. the the way that the city councils traditionally look at an issue like this is did you devalue your neighbor's property as well? Mm -hmm. And I've certainly seen some you know, nuisance homes that are like just disgusting, and the neighbors complaining. And I and you know I I feel for them. I get that right, mm -hmm. but we got to be really careful when we encroach upon an individual's private property. Um, and so yeah, I, I get really frustrated with this because there's I know plenty of metalheads, you know, not not the band type, yeah. you know, or gearheads, I guess is more appropriate mm -hmm. uh, that that have all these cars, they're working on them, and who cares? Good yeah. for them. Exactly. You know, aren't we recycling? Shouldn't the city council be excited about this? Where it should be like part of the green movement. And oh, they'd hate that because most of them are V8s and and gas guzzlers. Yep, they wouldn't like that. Exactly. It's that fine line. Like to me, it should be handled on a case by case basis, mm -hmm. and that. If you're creating a safety hazard, then maybe the city can come in and they can have ordinances there because they don't want someone getting hurt. But once again, it's private property. If you want to kill yourself on your own property. We, we dealt with this a lot, actually, when I was on the city council because we had private property owners, you know, that they were millionaires, multimillionaires, and they bought up all this property, and then they started building apartments, mm. right? And then the neighbors would start complaining, you know, because they had, you know, it'd be traditionally a residential neighborhood, and all of a sudden an apartments building springs up. And you can really see this in the Green Acres area where now it's just an apartment rows, yeah. right? Um, but then, once again, it's like, do we come in and dictate to the property owner what they can and cannot build on their property? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that's the government role. Yeah. You have the zoning commissions for a reason. The other one I just saw this week is they want to jack up Spokane Valley uh, car tabs, another $20. 
man, this has got to have our buddy Tim Iman over on the other side of the state. Just outrageous because he wanted $30 car tabs. We voted on it. Now the, the city's saying we're losing out because no one has landlines anymore, the city of Spokane Valley. So they need to jack up the price. And I saw some people say, yeah, I'll pay that much to drive on good roads. We don't have good roads. No. Now, traditionally, Spokane Valley's had better roads. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, figure it out, okay? You you were just boasting, because I've heard this, about how you actually had uh, you had a uh, your your budget was was geared in such a way that you were actually going to have excess funds, so use it on the roads. Yeah. Stop taxing us. If I, I you and I are both you know we're we're the same spirit animal as it were mm-hmm. right. Like you want to see the wolverine or the the honey badger come out in us right. You start talking about taxing us more. Exactly. Like we're done with this. We're tired of it. Yeah. You can't even manage the money that we give you voluntarily in mm-hmm. some cases. Right. So why would we accept this? Yeah. It's sad because I think it's the, the elections have become a popularity contest for both sides even. Mm-hmm. And people forget that they've been put there to handle the budget. So handle the budget. Yes. That's it. That's my rant for taxes and uh, those of ilk of government. Let's talk about what you got going on now. Church and state, man, is blowing up, huh? Yeah, it's been exciting. Um, you know, we have recently partnered with some people. Uh, we haven't even talked about this on our own show yet. Uh, but Breaking so news. I'll, I'll keep it a little bit vague uh, intentionally. But uh, we partnered with some people where we are at the stage where we're going to start becoming more of a national um podcast and so we're excited about this we're bringing on some really cool guests we just yeah, had john yeah. cooper i know you don't like the band skillet but, but you i like, like john him. cooper yeah yes and it's yeah. just a music i'm a, you've heard my opening song yeah. i'm a hip-hop guy that okay. that's the basic too punk know. rock and hip-hop that's where i'm at i'm with you on the punk rock not yeah. so much the hip-hop <laughs> uh it's not my thing but i love skillet and uh, that was a great interview the guy's uh, just on fire for the lord and really despises woke wimpy yeah. you know christians and i'm i'm all on board with that one because there's power in the word of God, Amen. <laughs> and um, the American church doesn't treat it like that anymore. Yep. I told you, I, I read an article of his about a year ago. He, somebody was interviewing him. And I said, I'll take it. Actually, you know what? I didn't know it was John Cooper <clears throat> to start out. So I read this long article. I'm like, this dude is perfect. And he was talking all the way back to the civil rights movement and all that, that the church went to sleep and allowed that crap to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, that's true. The, shir- the church should have stood up for human rights because that's what Jesus did. Yeah, and so yeah, to see him now trans in, transition into the the woke church, pushing back on that because that is like you said, it's the American church gone to sleep, right? Yeah, and it's it's just so frustrating because you know every single individual always wants to be that guy because you know we're all guys. We watch these movies that that we identify with, you know, like the the brave hearts and all this stuff. And you're like, mm-hmm. I would have been that guy, you know, I would have been with him. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, because what are you doing right now? And, and, that, and that's the point, right? Like, we watch these movies, even, even like, the, the modern ones, and even some, like, teenage girls will be a part of this one. You know, they'll watch Divergent, or they'll watch The Hunger Games. They'll be like, I would have been part of the resistance. No, you're not, because you're not resisting anything right now. Exactly. As soon as the government tells you what to do, what to wear, what to say, you know, you're like, yes, daddy. That's literally how you act on all of this. And yep. so it's so <laughs> frustrating for me to see the people who should be the ones that are standing on the truth every single time are just bending a knee to government. Yeah. I think that maybe that's the punk rock in us because I've, I've always, and for some reason, God had us join the military when we got out. Mm-hmm. Like I was just telling you, I wasn't the greatest sailor. I was, hey, get me out on the flight line, on the ship. Sailors? Oh, we, 
We are the best. Don't you forget about that. The SEALs, they're sailors. Right? Uh, I know. It's a little, little military rivalry. Yep. No, you're, you're right, though. Like, maybe that is an element of the punk rock because I just have this mentality, and I know you do as well. Like, if somebody tells me to do something, my initial response, like, before I even can really contemplate what they've ordered me to do, is just to say no. Yeah. Like, I, I just naturally a little bit rebellious. Yeah, it's the truth. I think that that comes from the punk rock scene. That comes from having your your eyes opened at an early age. <clears throat> Sorry, you're dying over here. Yeah, swallowed a bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Klaus Schwab must be. Yeah, sorry about that. That was a uh, wild time right there. Yeah, you're dying over there. I yep. think Klaus Schwab came in. I think that's what I was saying right as we uh, stopped there. But, uh, but yeah, Klaus Schwab, you're eating the bugs, the bugs. That's Z-bugs. what happened. The yes. bug leg got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Church State, doing great. You got some great sponsors. Uh, I got. I keep forgetting to go get that uh, freeze dried meat, right? Boy, I tell you, if if people uh, are as excited about red meat as I am, because yeah. I I love red meat. You're a, you're a male, you know. Yeah. Like we get excited about red meat, don't mm-hmm. we? Right? I get excited about all the meats, really. Fish, eh, maybe not. Yeah, it, but I mean, think about it. And I say this a lot on my own show, but when you're having a barbecue and you come over and somebody's grilling steaks, oh yeah, like come on, like mm-hmm. we all gather around that. We just stare at it, you yeah. know, like. I can't wait to eat this thing, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's freeze-dried. It's raw, and then they freeze-dry it, so it still has a blood in it and everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to microwave it or anything. You just take it out, uh, and, and it weighs really just a minuscule amount. It's crazy. But you just take it out, throw it in a little bit of water. It rehydrates. Boom, you throw it on the grill. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, and if you're interested, churchandstate.media, it's uh, grid down, chow down. Use that promo code Church and State. Right on. That's awesome. And then your other career. You just keep getting advanced there. Turning Point know. USA Faith, correct? Yeah, yeah. TPUSA Faith. Um, I got promoted just recently to a senior management position, and so uh, they must be liking something I'm doing. I don't. I'm not entirely sure why, but uh, <laughs> no. I mean, it's it's an interesting job. I'll tell you. We uh, we go into churches. We try to get them to engage in the culture war, mm-hmm. and I don't think, from my personal mentality, that that should be a hard sell, but it is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of churches, unfortunately, that. They just, they, I I call it putting Jesus in a box called love and not letting him out of it. And, you know, they want to focus on the love. They never want to focus on the truth. And the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of people, even inside the church, are living sinful lives that are separating them from Christ. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to address it. Yeah. And it's like, you're not loving somebody by sending them to hell. Right? You, You are literally encouraging them in their whatever deviant lifestyle it may be. Mm-hmm. And it's going to it, and I can't. You know, I'm not going to be the judge. Obviously, only Christ is judging. But you know, do you really want to set them up? Because there could be failure in their in their life here on Earth as well by you know homosexuality or, mm-hmm. or alcoholism or whatever it might be. Yeah, so many things. You got your big yearly event coming up, Arizona, right? Amfest. Yes, hey. uh, this is massive. Yeah, you guys brought me down there last year. I don't know how you can top last year. There were some great speakers. Great presenters i had a blast there's you've heard people on our show that i met down there samuel say topher mm-hmm. if you followed up with topher the guy goes around doing bible quizzes now he's a, a rapper that has yeah. transitioned to this ministry it's pretty cool but he's going to be there again he's speaking this year i think yeah no it's uh it's it's actually we're we're real close to actually beating out cpac as the biggest conservative event in the nation there's uh, a lot of people there yeah and, and we're expecting about fifteen thousand this year so i think we had eleven thousand last year so it's growing 
Um, you know, obviously Charlie Kirk, uh, he's been doing incredible things out there, especially, you know, with the youth and now within the church as well. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to be there. Uh, you saw me there last time. I was running around like a yeah. madman. It's, you know, it's, it's he, a lot of work if you're staff. And he's the old man in the crowd, too. I am. They, it, yeah. <laughs> it's built on the backs of like 20 to 25-year-olds. And here's Caleb. Yeah. Not wearing comfortable shoes. Remember comfortable shoes this year? Skechers, man. That's all I'm You didn't wear them last year, did you? I think I did. Oh, I thought you had your fancy dress shoes. No, I think I was in Skechers. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Well, although I see some girls in there in high heels the whole time, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? When they're our age, they'll, they'll realize they'll understand. they understand. Yeah, exactly. All right. So right we got some, you got something interesting that you wanted to throw at me. Did, yeah. did you want to do this first, or did you want to talk about American exceptionalism first? Yeah, let's, uh, Let's talk about the American exceptionalism here. I had a, I pondered a thought and I threw it at Becky, who's my sounding board. And she just kind of looked at me like, what? So my first thought was my good friend, Caleb, who's got the, the degree in history, right? Mm -hmm. History buff, American history buff. And America has always been considered the great experiment. And I'm pretty sure it was a founding father might have said it first. We know that Reagan said it again. And the great experiment was that we're going to give people freedom and see what happens, right? Well, this thought hit me a couple weeks ago. What if we were given that freedom and we were allowed to win the Revolutionary War? Because we all know, you said Klaus Schwab, we know, we know that there's evil, demonic, satanic powers that run the world. For some reason, they got in and they said to the King of England, let, them, let those ragtag band of militia take you out and we'll start this country and see where it goes. It's an interesting theory, for sure. Um, and, you know, I mean, there is some historical backing to what you're saying as well. The Illuminati started May 1st of 1776. Uh, you know, and so, yeah, and the only reason we found out that is because one of their writers or messengers was actually struck by lightning and they found the papers on him. Wow. Um, and this is why George Washington warned about the dangers of the Illuminati in some of his writings. Uh, and a lot of people will, you know, because obviously the Freemasons are a dark organization. If you're a Christian, have nothing to do with the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. and, and so many of our founding fathers were Freemasons. Now, the Freemasonry that it was occurring back at that time was not the Freemasons like we see today mm -hmm. uh the illuminati actually infiltrated the freemasons and have really corrupted up in a lot of ways um and so you know that you can't look at the founding fathers as as freemasons and say look see here's proof that indeed they were part of this uh, demonic agenda to ultimately bring us to where we're at today where we're talking about one world governments and, and one world religions and things like that so it, it's it's an interesting theory uh, and I'd, i love the idea of dissecting this with you um, I personally, as I'm looking at what made America great, America was great because we honored God. Yep. Amen. I, to that. I think I think most historians, most most lay people would be able to identify that, right? We built this mm -hmm. country on ideas that were Christian at its roots. Yep. And so even even the style of government that we created that comes from the Bible, yep. right? And so in so many of the laws, uh, the Bill of Rights, these are all biblical principles and what they were protecting to ensuring that the government had no say over the people in these things. The idea that there's been a shadow government operating behind the scenes the whole time to engineer this thing, um, I don't know if I'm willing to take that, that step. Mm -hmm. I think now, and you could probably point to 
1913 is when they really were probably effective in taking control. Mm-hmm. Now, they've been a trying at, at other times. Uh, Andrew Jackson, for example, fought against the, the world banking system. Um, it, or back then, it was more of a national banking system. He fought against those bankers and won. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why he's a hero, one of the reasons why he's a hero in my book. The, but really, 1913 is where we can see this progressive era that came in. You know, we've got the progressive um, amendments to the yeah. Bill of Rights <laughs> that were brought in. The new deal later on new deal exactly and and the income tax and all this stuff i think that's where you can really probably point to a shadow government taking over the united states and pushing us towards the agenda that we're currently fighting yeah i mean i I like that that sense too it all to me it it lets me go back to my roots and you know we've spoken about this before i have an ancestor that signed the declaration of independent independence and so to me gives me solace to know that at its founding our country was good it was moral it was godly and you know some some of the founding fathers maybe weren't Baptists or Christians. They were, but they were theists. They say they believed in God, and they knew that only a moral people would be able to fulfill this, right? <clears throat> so it just, it was just something that you know, laying down, about to go to sleep, and this pops in my head. You know, you, you have those same thoughts, right? And I thought I don't sleep because I have thoughts like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm with you, and and yeah, and I'm glad you said theists instead of deists uh, on that because I don't think you could claim that any of our founding fathers were actually deists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they were, uh, you know, this group of men that had different beliefs. You know, one one of the signers was a Catholic. <clears throat> you know, we got all these different individuals, but what they established for us was religious freedom. Yep. That was that was one of the well one of the main things that they really established for us. Now it was a collective of individuals who really believed that Christianity as a whole, you know, they might have denominational differences. They might view things a little bit, you know, John Quincy Adams, for example, was, was involved in the Unitarian church, you know, so rejecting the Trinity, things like this, but they still overwhelmingly had this Christian belief and it really dictated the laws that they established or or even maybe more appropriately, the lack of laws Mm -hmm. that they didn't allow to be established. Uh, and, you know, and even during this time period, of the, the, really the founding of America, you know, there really wasn't that many other groups. There, you literally, you can look through the population records. There's, there's no Muslims in the United States. The amount of Jews in the United States were minuscule, mm-hmm. right? So really it was a collective of Christians that were establishing laws that protected religious freedom. Yeah, and that's, you've named a show, Church and State. People get that so backwards, the separation of church and state. It wasn't, if you look, the founding documents do say no Muslims. Like, maybe we should allow Muslims to be in our country because it's the best way to minister to them. It's the best way to, you know, we don't have to go over there. They come here to share the gospel. But even I looked it up one time, just like, uh, you know, when they'll, if they meet on a certain day and something's passed, it has seven days, excluding Sunday. And so they were they believed in the holy days, and they kept them holy for a reason. Mm-hmm. Even if you were a politician that didn't necessarily believe, you were expected to act like you did. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, for, for Islam in particular, I'd like to address that as well. You know, the problem with bringing Islam into a Republican form of government, not, not Republican like the party, but Republicanism, mm-hmm. um, is that— you have to have that as the law of the land, right? This this has to be the the primary for you. And so Muslims believe in Sharia law over any type of Republican form of government. And so yeah. when Sharia law tells them to do something, and, and in some ways as Christians, we almost should be like, yeah, we should do it that way, right? Like when the government tells us to do something that violates the word of God, no, you know what? I'm going to follow the word of God. But Sharia law, it, everything that they believe 
is fundamentally opposed to what we believe in it as a Republican form of government. So it doesn't, it just, it's oil and water. It doesn't yeah. mix well. That's true. I mean, but if they want to come here, you know, they have to leave their old ways, right? It, yeah. It's a slippery slope. I understand that. But <clears throat> yeah, it, to me, today, what our country looks like, and I try not to be negative about it. And I, there's some things I won't say on the air that you and I talk about just because it, I don't, I don't want people to get sad about things because the truth is, and this show tries to promote the light of Christ is the only thing that's going to get us through. It's the only thing that's going to get us back. And so people say you got to keep the separation of church and state. No, the state was created to stay away from the church, right? The church has always been involved, but it's to not give us a state run church. Yeah. And and that's the whole point of it, right? That's why Thomas Jefferson assured the Danbury Baptists that no, you know, we're never going to have like the church of England Mm because that was the fear, right? And, And some of these laws that were being passed, seemed to favor maybe a, a certain denomination and so the baptists were a little bit upset upset about that and so we do and yeah right you get upset about things and have potlucks yep uh, <laughs> but no uh, you know and so that's what they were addressing but but you got to look at the history of the states here you know Pennsylvania was a Quaker state mm-hmm. right Maryland was a Catholic state right and so you had these states that were existing that were kind of set up as as havens for whatever specific denomination it was so that they could flee the re- religious persecution that they were experiencing in Europe and come to the United States and worship God as they saw fit. Amen to that. <laughs> Imagine if we did that today. Every state had their own major denomination. You'd have to let every denomination sure. live there. But if you knew my style of theology was here, yeah, I think Iowa was like the Dutch. Well, let's have form. a second experiment. Right? Yeah, well, Why not? I'm game, and I think that's where we're on the, the path for. this. I pray for this country daily. I've started that over the last couple months because it's just, I don't know, you look around and it's just filth and it's sadness. Mm-hmm. And here we come into an election year. Like I started off the show, you know, sponsored by Patriots that know it's going to happen again. Yeah. It's we, already we here. <laughs> you definitely, it's a, it's a good point because we cannot allow ourselves to be asleep at the wheel for 2024. Yeah. Right. We were asleep in a lot of ways in 2020 and look at what happened. Mm. Right. And if you don't think that they're going to bring in election fraud again, perhaps a, another virus to be able to shut us down again, then you got your head in the sand. Yep. Honestly. So it's it's time to really gear up and fight right now and to get engaged in the culture war and to ensure that uh, at least in your region that you're going to be okay yeah. and your family, your friends, your neighbors are going to be all right. That's what I can say. Our friendship blossomed in 2020. Yeah. I told my wife because she went down the rabbit hole and that's, you know, that's connected us through through Facebook that way. But I told her this is where I've been since 1999 or whenever I realized that. It's all a joke. Mm-hmm. It's not a joke, but it's all just... It's a game. It's a game. Yeah. And so we banded up in 2020. We, you know, we we found our clans, right? Yes. So remember, as you hear this today, get those clans ready again. The Chinese pneumonia virus came out in November and got here just like COVID. Mm-hmm. They can't use COVID again now because everybody's getting it. And so they said the next one would be more of a bronchial thing. Well, here it is, pneumonia from China. I feel bad for... I don't ever feel bad for China, but we just keep using them as the scapegoat. <laughs> Could have used any country. I know, but yeah, something about China. Uh, just our government. Well, a lot of them are bought and paid for by China. So but China must be saying, hey, use us. Use yeah, us. use us. It's okay, the yeah. communists. All right. Hey. I'm interested in this game that you have discovered with yeah. your wife. So Heresy roulette. Yes. So off of brainresearch.org, we 
random number generator, and we landed on futurism transhumanism. Mm -hmm. So the article starts off saying we don't have to die. It's the dawning of a new age, and there is a global plan from the International Congress and others to change the face of humanity and put a stopper in death, disabilities, and disease. I don't. It, 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 isn't this funny? Because it's it's literally an, another version of the original lie. Yeah. Right. You can become God. Yep. Right. And, and this is exactly what they're doing here with this with this transhumanism that so many of these global elitists are pushing upon us that we can merge, become cyborgs, basically. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Right? It, you're going to become half man, half machine, and that you can live forever. And there's they got all these different ideas on how to do it, being able to download your soul into the internet. Uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Right. That you can just upgrade your body uh, to where eventually you become more machine than man. I've seen these movies. They don't pan out well. No, they don't go well, right? But this is the new platform that they're designing that man, once again, in its arrogance, right? In yeah. our arrogance, we are trying to become God. And uh, the Bible's filled with multiple passages throughout the Bible where man has done this. And it doesn't go so well for mankind. Exactly. How about the Tower of Babel? I, that's a great example as well. Uh, Noah's flood, you know, mm -hmm. is another one. But there, there's so many examples throughout the Bible of no, you know what? We need to stay in our lane, as it were, and yeah. and we don't, or we shouldn't have access to this kind of stuff. And eventually, God has to step in, really, to save us from ourselves. Exactly, and that's He will do in His time. I'm looking forward to the new body, where you know, I'm hoping I got an afro and I don't have a bad shoulder and bad back. But here, you don't want to be bald in heaven. <laughs> I just always like big afros. It's <laughs> right. the hip-hop in me, I guess. The article says you want to see this article on human robots, spiritual transformation, and the 2045 global future. You can watch this. You can go to that website or the YouTube channel. But it talks about RFID microchips. Why was that so hard to say? Implanted in thousands of elderly Americans living with Alzheimer's disease. They're, that's how they're going to sneak it through. Oh, we'll help you. Exactly. The, you know, it's crisis solution, and they've been using this so many times uh, mm -hmm. throughout our history. They engineer the crisis, provide the solution. The government looks like the good guys. And so, of course, who's not going to say, hey, look, we can microchip grandma who has Alzheimer's, who's wandering off, and that way you can always you know, know where she's at or if she disappears, the police can track her down. And then it's a gradual, right? We talk about mm -hmm. this. It's incremental steps. Uh, you know, why don't you track your children as well, right? Because, yep. you know, kidnappings are increasing. So they get you over the fear, and suddenly every single person is chipped and being able to be tracked by the government. Uh, if you trust the government that much, turn off the radio and stop listening to us because you're not an ally. Exactly. I don't trust the government to sell me toilet paper, <laughs> let alone put an RFID chip in me. So they have smart dust, particles that are no larger than terrifying. grains of rice. You guys have talked about this yes. on your show. I've heard you guys talk about this. With computing power, sensing equipment, wireless radios. If you're a little skeptical like Caleb and I are, you hate this because it could be anywhere, right? This is, this is so horrifying, the idea that they have dust, that they can literally sprinkle on people and suddenly you're being tracked, right? Uh, you know, it didn't. It wasn't all that long ago when we were talking about chemtrails and people were like, "Oh my gosh, you know, this is crazy. This is, you know, tinfoil hat kind of stuff, right?" Mm -hmm. And then they went and admitted, "Yeah, they seed the weather, yeah. right?" Uh, and so now, just imagine being in a situation where a plane comes over you and a dust cloud comes out, and you're watching this thing slowly float to the ground. All of a sudden, you're covered in these particles that literally can track and do all sorts of weird things to your body. No, thank you. Yeah. 
Hey, that's all the time we got. I'm sorry. We, yeah, we ran out of time on that one and that downer there. Caleb, I thank you for coming on the show. Churchandstate.media. Yep. Go check them out. Check out all the sponsorships they had. I thank everybody for tuning in today. Remember, until next time, be sober, be vigilant. To the old me God made me a new and I'm so glad Sorry, I thought I had him synced up.